You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. just said there the minute he went <laughs> disconnected yeah <laughs> it's like I'm all i shocked. heard i heard good. you say is i was ready to watch <laughs> and then bam it just good. cut us off good it's <laughs> like oh my god did we recite something wrong for the book of necronomicon or something yeah. like that yeah yeah we did oh lordy well what hello everyone and welcome <laughs> Cold Cinema Catacombs. I'm Netflixington. This is Cold Cinema Catacombs. <laughs> and we're going to watch Yeah. <laughs> oh, lordy. Uh, before before we get to the episode, uh, Mr. Mister Farmer. <clears throat> I, I want you to take that back to one and use my <laughs> real name, please. Mr. Flexington. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm taking questions. Pre-Mutos is now available on Vudu. God damn it. So I'm looking at, because this week, to celebrate the release of Scream 6, they put a selection of horror films on sale. And so I'm like, okay, let me see what's in there. And all of a sudden, there is fucking Pre-Mutos. I feel like... Whoever, I feel like Silver Shamrock owns Bermudos. And they decided <laughs> that now is the time for their Gaelic ruins to light up and uh, burn out the minds of everyone in America, every horror fan in America. Turn all the children into snakes and insects. Yep. And... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Three more days till Conan's sword. Conan's sword. <laughs> Two more days till fucking tank. Fucking tank. Fucking Three tank. more days till a scene on the couch where barbed wire wraps around him and nobody explains <laughs> it. Nobody knows why that happens. He's got a book and then just barbed wire wraps around him. Like, it's like a shitty version of, of Hellraiser. It's like Clive Barker's leftovers that he feeds the dog. <sighs> This movie. Uh, I own this movie. I we own both it. own this movie. And the soundtrack. <laughs> we need something to really sell these guys on buying Permutos in 2K. Uh, why don't we throw in the soundtrack? Oh yeah, that's good. The soundtrack's great. It's like uh, this being the uh, the the never before seen director's cut is not enough. Oh, uh, that's uh. It's upscaled. Yeah. Let's good. upscale it. It's a so, great transfer. So this is going to make you uh, cringe even more because right. of how much money we both spent on fucking Premutos on Blue on Blu-ray for this sale 
that's going on right now uh, to celebrate the release of Scream 6. Premuto's The Fallen Angel extended director's cut. Sure. On Tubi is only four ninety nine. <laughs> on Voodoo, it's only four ninety nine. But yes, does it have an incredibly misleading misleading slipcover that you can no. just leave on your shelf like it's going to be a normal movie, and then it's not? No, but the artwork that they are using for the cover <laughs> is on, that no, it, no, it is the father drenched in blood holding a chainsaw. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, <gasps> this movie. I swear, I swear. It's the bane of our existence. It it really is. I, it, it, it is. It has cursed us for the rest of our lives. This, this much I, like I feel like Moby. I feel like Ahab, and this movie <laughs> is the white whale, and it tasks me. I feel like this movie tasks me. I feel like it's it, never going to go away. No. And, and and that's why we need to have an exorcism in July by rewatching the movie. <laughs> nice. And, and speaking of exorcisms. Hey, speaking of it, we're professionals. <laughs> speaking of exorcisms, we're going to watch Gubba <laughs> We so, so tell us about your pick yeah. this month uh, from Troma. Yeah, absolutely. So um, back in October, um, through Twitter um, and somebody who is mutant family adjacent um, found this movie that was streaming on Tubi called Greywood's Plot. And it's pretty effed up. It's good. I loved it. Oh, yeah, it's good. I, I, I finally, finally caved in and watched it. I was like, this is not bad, but boy, this is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's real fucked up. Um, but the director of that movie, uh, Josh Stifter, uh, directed uh, good exorcist and it has a really interesting um time like like a really interesting lifespan this movie so the reason we're watching it is because it was picked up by trauma for distribution um but it was initially made this movie under um are you familiar with uh the rebel without a crew tv show yes does that mean anything to you yes yeah, so it was initially made as part of the Rebel Without a Crew TV show. It was made on the show with Robert Rodriguez. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so for those of you So was this originally know, supposed to be, like, was this supposed to be then originally for El Rey or something like that? Or so I don't know. I don't think that all of the movies, because there were a lot of movies made during that TV show. There were a bunch yeah. of contestants. Um, and I don't think, I think that the winner got distribution through El Rey. I think okay. that I'm going to have to look into it more, but um, they all got screened at South by Southwest in Austin. Nice. So um, the way this works is it's a TV show. So Robert Rodriguez, if you don't know, <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't, but made um, El Mariachi in like 14 mm-hmm. days with $7,000. <laughs> real, real. Um, he's he skinnamarinked that. Yeah, I was gonna say because... real BSE energy, big skinnamarink energy on that one. Yes. Um, but he's gone on. You know, he's made a shit ton of movies now. But he's also gone on to become an educator and a um, 
a teacher and um, a mentor to a lot of people that are making films. He's written books. Oh yeah, I mean, because yeah, because he's a, he's it's a, it's amazing what this man can do with so little money. It really yeah. is. I mean, he could he could make a big budget action film like um oh shit uh well spy kids is the first one that i'm desperado in here uh, but desperado spy kids, but, yeah um you know planet terror planet but terror then, jesus yeah <laughs> but or even an ep or even direct an episode of their executive produce you know an episode of the book of boba fett you know fucking oh yeah show but then he will turn around and with chump change, give us a movie like, um, you know, uh, Machete Kills in Space, which is a oh, yeah. production. Oh, or, I forgot. Or, Until you just said that, I forgot that the Machete movies exist. Yes. Um, or, uh, God, what are some other ones that he's done? Uh, Red 11 is another Red 11 is, is actually really, really good. And it was yeah. made specifically to be a run and gun. It, it's the run and gun school of filmmaking, right? Where you don't, mm. you don't have any money. You don't have a cast. You do it all yourself. You're, you're not so much worried about permitting and shit like that. You just find it, film it, you get out and then you cut it later. And you, you know, like, wasn't El Mariachi the same way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 14 days just shooting wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and and so that is the school of filmmaking that Josh is in. And um, it shows in Grey Woods. Right. Like like it's very much that mentality. Um, and this well, movie is no different. Mm-hmm. Um, movie has it, it again, not a huge budget on this movie. And a lot of the um, the players in the film are the same as they were in Greywood. He has a he has kind of a, a stable that he uses, okay. um, including his children, which is fantastic. Like oh, like shit. Like he has the, he did a short that was just released like a couple weeks ago, a Halloween short, and his kid is in it, and his kid is spot on. Like like just uh, like he posts on Twitter all the time about how his kids know how films are made. Like they'll be watching something and they'll be like, Oh, that's how that was done. Like, like he, <laughs> he lives it. Like, so Josh is not only does he make film. And when I say make film, he directs, he edits, he does the soundtracks, he acts like he is the filmmaker. He also makes comics. He also does music. Um, like he is a visual artist as well. Um, like he's an all around dude. So, that's what this movie is. The mo- And I don't know any. So I have purposefully stayed away. I got this movie back in October and I was like, we're going to do it for the show. So I'm staying away from any of it. So the synopsis of the movie and, and <laughs> by the way, in um, the Austin Film Festival, it won Best Texas Narrative. That's the award it won. <laughs> oh, nice. So. After a ranch in Texas has befallen to a mysterious demonic presence, it's up to an eccentric wandering priest to find answers and dispel the darkness. As he digs deeper, he soon finds out he may be in over his head and out of time. Um, that's the that's the synopsis we have. That's all we're going to go in with. Uh, nice. I do have to, to watch this thing. From what I understand, it's bananas. I do have to say, though, and I mean, uh, and you, you've got a little treat to announce us about this episode, too. But before before I say it and God, he's going to probably. Say something about me saying this, but it's got to be said. 
Joss Stif- Stifter is one of the best unused porn names I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> well, coming up in the, later this month when we interview the man, Roy, <laughs> you can ask him about that. Like, I will, I will, that is something you can ask him about. <laughs> I just I just fear that it's going to become a three hour conversation about comic books because that's <laughs> that's uh, I want to be like, so in, in, in you know, in Virgo Swamp Thing, when Alan Moore wrote this, like I just it's going to become a thing like. <laughs> but that's OK. That's what we're here for. But I'm very excited to watch this. Um, Meanwhile, I'm waiting a long time there. to watch it. Meanwhile, I'm going to be over there like, so do you ever like look at yourself in the mirror and then all of a sudden you have this narration like Connie Lingus and Josh Stifler and <laughs> it's very hard. I want to ask him if, if anybody ever, cause it's hard not to say Stifler when you're saying his name Josh, and Josh Stifter and yeah. Kitty, Kitty comes home. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It's going to so, be yeah, good. So, so how did you, cause this is, uh, I mean, first we had Lloyd Kaufman and now we've got another filmmaker coming on our show. How did you score this? Well, you know, honestly, he's just a really cool open dude on Twitter. He goes to like, you know, he'll, he'll go to like some of the mutant meetups that they have. Um, he, he is a part of that family, you know, the, the Joe Bob last drive-in family. Okay. And, you know, I just we just started, you know, talking about Grey Woods and just talking about movies in general. And um, and he, um, you know, I just I the the listeners on the show don't know. Uh, Roy knows, I'm sure. But I have chronic social anxiety. Oh, um, yeah. Like like big time. That's why I if you ever see me at a convention, I'll, I'll, I'm basically in a character that is. Um, Andrew Farmer, not not my current character, which is Netflix. <laughs> but Andrew Farmer, not, not, I've not, got, not, I'll not, usually not have Juan, like, and also not Juan Sanchez, no, Lance, 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 Lance. My father's name was Juan. You can call oh. him Lance. Um, <laughs> yeah, not Lance Sanchez, the Queen of Mexico. <laughs> That's another. He went to a country without extradition. Um, but I'll usually wear like a like a shirt and a tie and a vest and it's all very much armor because I have a really bad social anxiety. Um, but I just sucked it up and I'm like, hey, we're doing a show about trauma and we're wondering if you wanted to come on and talk about your movie. He's like, yeah, man, absolutely. And I'm like, oh, oh god, oh god, I did it. Now what? So um, yeah, because so I gotta be ask him to me rambling for a while. Yeah, because I gotta ask him how much peyote he took when he wrote the screenplay for Grey Woods Plot. Because <laughs> the last thirty minutes of that movie, I'm literally the whole time going, "What the fuck? What? What? What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny because the movie, if you haven't seen Grey Woods, watch it because it's it goes dark fast. Oh, at it the does. Beginning. And then oh, it's God. and then you forget for a while that it's a dark movie. And then when the darkness it, hits again, you're like, oh, I just, wasn't ready for this. Yeah, it just puts a plastic bag over your head, duct tapes it around your neck, and you're just like, What is that? Whoa, whoa, where did oh yeah, yeah, that's the first ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, that's right. He's but in that way, that's what it, he that is effective. 
like i don't know and keep in mind that's another run and gun movie right black and white um but i don't know if i can speak to another movie that's been that effective at making me forget what the movie was until you wanted me to remember it that that movie did that so well like i can't think of another movie that did that so well like Oh yeah, this is now a fun romp looking for a cryptid in the in you know in the pastoral Pennsylvania countryside or wherever, and and then all of a sudden it's like no no we're gonna bitch slap you upside the head right. and show you what the film is really about. Right. So I'm very excited to um, to talk to him. I'm very excited to watch this movie. Like I said, I've been waiting forever. Um, so so let's let's watch the movie let's watch this movie yes let's, yeah. watch, some, let's watch some trauma definitely let's watch, I right. have, it has been a long time i feel like i'm 14 years old and i've ridden my bike to the a1 drive-through which was a, <laughs> a beer drive-through you know situation but also the rest of that building was dedicated to video rental um as they to, all were back yeah. then. I had one in my neighborhood like that too. Yeah, I would I would ride my bike down there and I feel like I'm riding my bike down there and grabbing a couple trauma movies and bringing them home to watch them. This is great. This is what <laughs> this is what my childhood felt like. So, this is good. I'm I'm very excited for this. Awesome. Except right. I don't get to talk to the director of the movie I'm watching and asking him if he ever thought about his name as a porn name. So, that's <laughs> that's some next level right there. All right, folks, we will be right back after we watch The Good Exorcist. Yeah, buddy. I just don't know what to do. I can't take this much longer. In my line of work, you see a little bit of everything. Gil, it's been a while since you graced this sanctuary with your presence. Now there's nothing to worry about. I am a total professional. Oh, good. Professional murderer.
definitely talk about just how much Robert Rodriguez macheteness is in the first five minutes alone of this film. Uh, so yeah, we just got through finished watching uh, The Good Exorcist, which I've had to correct myself a couple times because I'm already trying to call it The Good Dinosaur, and I'm like, no, different movie, <laughs> di- different studio. Good, <laughs> The Good Exorcist is definitely a thousand times better than Pixar's The Good Dinosaur. Wow, that's a hot take. All right, <laughs> all right. Um. So yeah, I actually I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Uh, this this one was fun. Let me, um, let me ask you this, because this yeah. is one I th- I have my answer, but it took me a little bit of time to get to the answer. Did you enjoy this more, better, more or or less than than Grey Woods? I enjoyed Grey Woods more. Uh, and oh, I think, okay, me too. I think, I, yeah, I think the reason why is because I mean there there are great twists in The Good Exorcist also, but I we were talking about this before we started recording that he seems to have this great way of just like giving us this ramped up beginning and then lulls us into this ease yeah. for a good chunk of the film. And then suddenly it's like surprise kicking the nuts and, yeah. you know, and it goes there. I mean, it happened in the good exorcist also, but for me, that moment in uh, gray woods was definitely more nuts than this one. I mean, don't get me wrong. When we, when we got to the truth of what was going on in this one, it was, <laughs> it was nuts also, but uh, yeah. Between the two, yeah, I did enjoy Greywoods more. However, if there's one thing that might edge the Good Exorcist up as an equal to the Greywoods, it was it was the presence of Stanley. Oh, Stanley! Stanley's a great character. You know He's what? He's my favorite say, character in the movie. <laughs> I will say this: the the ensemble in um in Good Exorcist was very good. Like, yes. The, the ensemble that, that was that was to, that was there for that movie was very good. Stanley was good. Um, oh, what's her name? Damn it, I can't. Uh, Maria uh, was good. Um, uh, Miss Willows and Mr. Willows were good. Oh, Mrs. Willows was cracking me up yeah, because it's like every time something would happen, she'd be like, "My book, my, my <laughs> the, couch." Uh, I was waiting for her to go. My cabbages. Yeah, well, there was one scene where um, in the midst of all this and, and, and it was very much that like all this insane shit was happening around them at their at their ranch that they would rent rooms out to people at. And um, and and in her, it, you know, it was very much just day to day work for her. Like the, the scene that I love is there's just an, a scene in the movie where um, where our man, uh, <laughs> our man, uh father gill was looking through the window to the kitchen and kind of opens the door and she's in there just pounded the shit out of something and she's like i hope you like casserole because it's yeah I hope, I, meatloaf. I hope you like meatloaf no tuna new casserole that's what it yeah. was i hope you like tuna new casserole and i'm like last time i made tuna new casserole and by that point a piano had been possessed yeah a phone had been possessed a bible yeah. i think had been possessed a piano not just possessed but caught on fire yeah which, there were which, you know which, for the which of course of made movie, her, were fun yeah which of course made her go my piano yeah. <laughs> my phone but i like <laughs> i like stanley i liked the relationship between maria and father gill a lot i liked 
Oh, you mean, uh, I, I hate to say it, I have to go there, but Maria was definitely like, if you order Michelle Rodriguez yes. off a of wish, she yeah. really, really was. But she held her own. I mean, she did a good job. Yes. She, it, it, and I mean that in a kind-hearted way, because it was very obvious that it was a homage to Michelle Rodriguez with that character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Daniel Degnan, who was who was in this movie as Father Gill and was in Greywoods as the, um, I don't, the I forget the character's name. I'm not going to look it up, but the crazy one. Yes, the crazy one. I really like him as an actor, and I've seen him in some of the shorts that Josh has done, and I mm-hmm. really like him as an actor. I feel like in this movie, he was he was older in Grey Woods. Yeah. I feel like in this movie, he got better as the movie progressed. And then in the, in the last 20 minutes of the movie, very good. Like, mm-hmm. when it got down to brass tacks, like, the acting was spot on. Line delivery was great. The action was good. Um, but I, I do like, I do like how he was supposed to be like the badass. Like he was, he was very reminiscent of like a man with no name or even a cane and Kung Fu where he was kind of the, the traveling exorcist. Well, he's um, the traveling exorcist is doing like a, um, reservoir dogs dance, uh, yes. to his mission. And, and what was cracking me up is because I, I know it was set in Texas is when he was doing that and getting to the exorcism. I was just like, oh, he's from Austin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Austin Nets. <laughs> so I was like, this is what the priest in Austin, Texas must be like. Okay. Right. <laughs> on location in Austin. Um, but he um, but by the end, I felt like he had really hit his stride. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was awesome. Like, I, I I felt it was very, very good. Just but the, conceptually a very interesting idea. This this um, priest who has his own parish, but just disappears for weeks at a time to uh, to go on exorcism runs out in the middle of nowhere. Um, said, it appears that he spends more time doing that than actually tending to his uh, little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Casa de uh, Dio, I said I was calling it because it was like this little shack of a church. And I was like, well, no wonder he goes off on these missions. Because look how small that church is. It's I definitely mean... the church from Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think the church from Kill Bill was bigger. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I've seen churches bigger in like movies like Rio Bravo. Uh, than, right. Right, you know, than this church was. Michael Madsen's trailer in Kill Bill was bigger than this church. Yes. <laughs> um, no, this, I lo- I really enjoyed this movie. Like, it was very it was very fun. It was very much in my wheelhouse in the sense that it was very stylized in that in that uh, uh, old west fashion re that that rebirth of old west that we got from like Tarantino and Rodriguez and. Mm-hmm. Um, that ilk I, I i thought it was very good i thought it was fu- it was funny it was funny and i, I love the too and i love the fact that um our, our priest at the at the beginning of the movie that his name was father trejo because oh, he was the, the initial priest that was the, unable to exercise yeah because he definitely had a machetiness to him well, in his fact, name was in Father fact, Trejo. Yeah. In fact, I was getting like machete vibes that whole entire opening sequence of of the movie and until what happened happened. Uh, yeah. 
And so, um, but yeah, I had fun with this. I, I, I definitely had fun with this one. I do. And I want to add, you know, we are going to be interviewing the director, mm. uh, Mutant Family Zone, Josh Stifter. Um, but um, I do want to ask if, because Josh is an artist, Josh does art, um, Josh creates comic books. I want to ask if the art was his. So oh, I hope so. So not only the art, but the animation as well. If the art in the animation was his as well, like when uh, when because Father Gill carries around an instructional video about exorcism with him in it, which, which I, I thought was loved. Great. Oh my god! And then and then when the parody version of it came on, that when the possessed uh, the possessed demon was uh, doing the parody version of it, that was great too. But yeah, that and the little artwork that he received as a little note and everything. I, I hope it is all his because yeah. it, is, it makes it just even more giddy fun. Yeah, I I really feel like, you know, um, Josh was finding his feet with this. And that shows in Greywoods because Greywoods is a Greywoods isn't a shaky movie. Greywoods knew exactly what it wanted to be. Um, and it did that. Mm-hmm. You know, Which was a swift kick in the balls, <laughs> uh, but also funny in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, dark where it needed to be. Um, good the good Exorcist was definitely a lot more funnier than Greywoods was. I mean, <laughs> Grey, Grey, Greywoods had its humor, but Greywoods also was, you know, Greywoods. I had to like think, do I need a shower after watching because of just how dark it went and yeah it went as dark as, as fast as it did where with a good omen yeah it went dark but it still hung on to that fun level until the end even uh, through the end even through the end i mean just the very last scene was hilarious <laughs> especially you know when we got stanley going hey you know at the very end. Well, the thing and and the thing i really like about the end and this is kind of genius is they did the thing where and you know there's spoilers. Come on, you you listen to this show. Um, they did the thing where Father Gill was leaving to go to the. He got a call for this next exorcism as he was um, as he was wrapping up this one. Right, he's his mm-hmm. car's there and he's he's leaning there and he gets the phone call and he answers it and he starts putting his stuff together and um, and Maria runs out to say goodbye and they say goodbye and he gets in his car and he drives off and she watches him go. And it's but it's but it's a static shot and he goes off stage left. And she's just watching she's just watching him go and then she turns around and walks away and you got a shot of the front of the ranch. Right. Just kind of kind of tight on the ranch. Um, And it goes on really long. And what you're expecting to happen is for him to come back and get Maria because Maria played such a large part in this exorcism and they have chemistry and whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But it doesn't happen for a long time. Like, he's gone way longer than you would expect him to be. Like, there's, like, six or seven beats where you're like, well, if he was coming back, he'd be back by now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he comes back, and she goes and grabs her jacket and jumps in the car and then takes off. And then <laughs> freaking and then frickin', uh, why do I want to keep calling him Kevin? Stanley. It's Stanley. I know. Stanley he takes off after him, too, and hey! jumps in the car. And I love the fact that the parents... Of Stanley's parents, Stanley, a grown man who sleeps in a priest's room in a chair uh, in his tidy whities 
because he can't sleep in pants because they're too itchy is going to go on an exorcist run. Yeah, clothes are so restrictive, man. And I love the fact that, you know, it's like the parents accepted that uh, uh, that Maria is leaving. But as soon as Stanley left, all of a sudden, Mrs. Willow's like, my son! Yeah. (laughs) You expect her to shout that out. It doesn't happen. But I was waiting for her to scream, my son! No, I think she's happy that he's going. Oh, yeah, because he was such a burden. I mean, he was a great red herring also, I have to say, in the film. Because, I mean, the film just had so much fun with the red herring tropes, especially with the the chainsaw. Yeah. Um, But that and and the scene where he's, like, hanging outside of the priest's room covered in a blanket and wearing nothing but underwear. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Okay. There was something, by the way, there was something you wanted me to remind you of. It was a line in the movie. Oh, what was it? Um, hold on, let me go back. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm going. I'm going to the notes. Going to the notes to find out what it was. Um, no, but my favorite Stanley scene in the whole movie is that anytime anything gets possessed, Father Gill shoots it, <laughs> and it's full like the phone. Just say like a, oh, the a, bat a, phone. The, the just the, a, <laughs> a phone. Just a normal like like touch tone phone is just full of viscera and like guts and blood and so is mm. the teddy bear and so is the damn piano like that it's is so, such a it's, good it's, so is the phone i mean so is the bible yeah it's such a good bit like Pete, the, the phone Pete. gets possessed and tries to kill father gill gill throws it outside and shoots it my and phone and he's covered in viscera and stanley's sitting there watching all this happen and he goes, I'll clean it up. And then just starts the chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's my favorite scene in the movie. The 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 phrase you wanted me to, that I wanted to remind you to not let me forget is peeing bees. Okay. I don't remember that. I remember there was something about, they were talking about how, I think that when they said that uh, possession was, was, felt like it was peeing bees. Oh, peeing bees. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And they go off on like this 30 second tangent about peeing bees. <laughs> I was just sitting there going, we're talking about the possibility of what it may feel like to pee bees. Okay. I, and, and by the way, that, Father Gill's <laughs> stories about what he's seen. Oh, God, yes. Uh-uh. I wish I would have written some down or made note of some, but they're great. They're great. They're great. I, I watched a man. Uh, Eat his own hands. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a good movie. It's fun. I like this I movie. Everybody it. should watch this movie. Yes, I mean, I, we found out that if you don't have, uh, if you if you don't have trauma now, first of all, you need to sign up now because that's the whole point of this month. But secondly, if you don't, it is on Tubi also, so you'll be yes. able to find this movie on Tubi. Uh, but it's but the nice thing is is that if you watch this on trauma now versus Tubi, one. On Troma Now, you get no commercials. Right. And two, uh, you actually can buy the Blu-ray of The Good Exorcist at a discounted rate if you order it through Troma Now. So as a way, a little incentive for you, uh, if you like the movie and you want to own it, to be able to get a a Blu-ray copy (laughs) of it at a discounted price. So I have the Blu-ray. So... I uh, threw the Blu-ray in to watch it, and there is a bit at the top with Josh uh, 
Josh, Josh and Daniel, as well as Lloyd in the Toxic Avenger, mm-hmm. um, that is very, very funny. Where nice. he's he's calling to introduce the movie, and I don't know where Josh is supposed to be, but he's like in a basement in his tidy whities <laughs> dance oh asleep God. on the floor. Like it's it's a very funny bit, and it's it's if you like the movie, it's worth the price of the the Blu-ray just to get <laughs> that little bit. If you like Lloyd and you like Josh and you like this movie, um, it's worth it. I do not regret at all having this on Blu-ray. Like, I will definitely watch it a few more times. It's great. I wish I could. Do we know if Greywood's got a physical release? I don't know if Greywood's plot ever got a, a physical release or not. I know I, I, if I think Greywood's got a release, I think, through when they did that Kickstarter for it. But yeah. I don't think it ever got an actual release in stores um let me check the only way i can find out is go to amazon so let me take a look here <laughs> gray woods plot do to do to do, do, do gray woods plot was not released in physical form no it's uh you can okay. rent it or you can buy it digital but yeah never got an actual physical release it looks like okay well, I love the I love the fact that I type in Greywood's plot on Amazon and I get like the digital prime video version of it first and the very next recommendation <laughs> is a Kindle book called Black Light Saved with the cover of what looks like a naked black man and a naked black woman with each other. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. Naked black man and naked white woman. I'm sorry. Oh. And then it, and then it's originally better. then it's originally followed by a, a a a book called Sexy Scoundrel, a Heroes Club novel. <coughs> oh, they finally released my book. Good. <laughs> uh then Stranded with a Cowboy, a steamy western romance, and The Princess The Prince's Baby Plot from the Princely Passion storyline. So, um, again, I go back to how the name Josh uh, Stifter sounds like a porn name. So maybe Amazon thinks the same thing as well. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so what do you say? Do you want to you want to you want to recommend this one? Oh, yeah, I recommend this one. Definitely yeah. recommend The Good Exorcist. Yeah, this was For a sure. lot of fun. <sighs> All right. Roy. So I, I, I announced. um our movies on the the first episode uh yes again as a reminder everybody we're doing three films for the month of april april fool's day um and uh andy has said oh no you're not going to find out what this movie is until we record this episode however i may have to spend money on you if you don't own it so i'm really curious to know are you are you curious yes all right I'm just gonna rip. I'm, it's 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 April Fool's Day. I'm just gonna rip the the, the bandaid off. All right. All right. Geely. Oh Jesus. Geely, buddy. Oh Jesus. You strap in. We're doing Geely for uh for April Fool's month. Oh Jesus. You got your Aflex. You got your low pizzazz. Oh my God. We're doing Geely. So funny story about Geely. <laughs> The one, the the first, and uh, by the way, that film turns 20 years old this year. Yeah, it's an anniversary. We're doing it for the anniversary of Julie, the best film ever made. Uh, really. Well, to save you some money, I can rent it off of Amazon Prime for 3.99. <laughs> okay. 
okay, I'll stitch you three ninety nine. I'll uh, Venmo you three ninety nine. But uh, yeah, because no, I, I, I want I, you. I, 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 I no. I want you to own it. I, I, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I, buy it. I want you to own it. <laughs> I've seen Geely once, and Good. you'll and, see it. Uh, back when I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area, there was a radio station out there called Z ninety five point seven at the time, and they were running a promotion opening weekend of Geely, where if you actually went to go see the film and if you come to the radio station headquarters presenting your ticket stub for opening weekend of Geely that they would not only reimburse you for the amount that you paid to watch the movie but you also got a t-shirt that said I survived Geely good (laughs) good you're not getting a (laughs) t-shirt No, this time I'm just going to get a reminded trauma of uh, Gobble Gobble. So, yeah. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. This is what happens. This is Lovely. What, this is what happens. The, the, this is the film that shows that, yeah, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck sure did deserve to get back together and get married. Yeah, again because great chemistry. Yeah, that chemistry is chef's kiss. I mean, Yeah, baby. Yeah, and, we're doing Geely. And, and and what's what's great is we also with Geely have the return of Miss Lainey Kazan, who was in the very first movie we ever did, uh, Liquid Sky, the the Jewish woman who loved shrimp and wanted German dick in her. Uh, she's back in this film, so yay for that. Um, and then Listen, of course right. there's and then of course there's also Christopher Walken and Al Pacino, so you know. You, I I have never seen this movie. Oh God, I'm this sorry. This is the first time I'm doing this to myself. You think I'm yeah, doing this really to you? You really are. You really are doing you think it. To I'm locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me, buddy. I've never seen this, so this, this is this, the first one. This film may replace Honky as. Uh... I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's that's a that's possible. Oh, we God. we definitely have a uh, a Ben Affleck um, niche to our show because we've done Reindeer Games. We've done Reindeer Games. Thing is though, is Reindeer Games was so ridiculous that it was fun, and it was directed by Otto Preminger. So <laughs> you know because because you know the guy who gave us the Manchurian Candidate also wanted to give us something like Reindeer Games and considered it his most high octane and sexiest film he ever made and i'm like do you now with all the other movies you've given us in your illustrious career reindeer games is your pinnacle yeah it's high octane <laughs> it's <laughs> it doesn't it have danny trejo in it if i remember uh I remember what, reindeer games i can't yeah. remember trail was in it or not i uh, got now i gotta look it up I think Danny Trejo was in it as one of the as like one of the henchmen. Yeah, as one of the as the 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 smart the smart. Yes, 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 he was. Yes, the yes. one that was going to school. Yes, yes, that was Danny Trejo. Yes. Uh, yeah, because it was Zook and Trejo, right? It was it was 
Well, Donald Logue was in it. Isaac Hayes was in it, and Danny Trejo were in it. But the biggest difference between that and Geely is that you're not going to have the magic of Gary Sinise overacting and chewing the scenery like he did in Reindeer Games. You're, you know, you know what chews the scenery in this movie, Geely? What's that, Roy? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing Geely. chews the scenery in Geely. Yeah, get ready for it. Oh, April okay. Fool. I was going to do the movie April Fool's Day. Oh, but that's a good movie. You yeah. you, you, you chose the comedy you, you chose the yeah. comedy action film equivalent to Premutos. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm going to challenge Premutos. <laughs> God, April's going to be one hell of a month. I feel oh, like if I God. do this with Geely, then eventually we're going to get a, a, a director's cut 4K <laughs> Geely restoration that we'll be forced to buy. So, Oh, and Lord knows Jennifer uh, and, and Ben will want to relive that moment. If, if anything good came out of Geely, it was the South Park episode <laughs> that, that, that gave us the hand puppet Jennifer Lopez. So, sure. yeah. Anyway, all right. We'll be all back right. in April with all of the pain that we've set up for ourselves. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a gauntlet. Yes. So, all right. Thanks so much again. Thanks for joining us for a salute to um, to all things trauma. Now, uh, again, um, if you want to sign up for uh, trauma now online, you want to sign up at watch.troma.com. Your again, first 30 days are free. 30 days for free. And then everything after that, it's $4.99 a month or $50 for an entire year. Lots of great stuff on there and more stuff coming uh, up very soon. Uh, I, uh, Uncle Lloyd has given me uh, the, the look of a couple things getting ready to come out, and I can't wait to see them because they just look hilarious. Uh, he's actually got the balls to make a comedy satire on school shootings. So uh, that's coming up. Uh, God bless that man. Uh, so um, thanks again for joining us. And we will see you in the month of pain that is known as April 2023. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>